selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Hey guys, this is Jenny Allen and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. On this episode of Made for This, we will be reading Philippians 2, verses 1 through 5. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And now, let's hear from Jenny. So one of the most unique things about being a Christian is supposed to be that we do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, we regard each other more important than ourselves. And and this is really grounded in what Paul's going to lay out as the mind of Christ and how he lived. Like what it means to be a Christian is that we follow Christ, that we're Christ followers. And so what a Christ follower does is it looks at how Christ lived and we, we do our best to live like it. And man, did he live that out well. I mean, God came to earth and rather than build a kingdom for himself, he died for the people that would eventually kill him. <laughs> he died for those that would hurt him, those that would hurt him on earth, those that despised him. And so this backwards way of living is supposed to display Christ to the world. Just 101, if you're new here, if you don't know Jesus and you're thinking to yourself, I want to learn more, let me let me give you the 101 of Christianity. Philippians 2 does it so well, and it actually describes the mind of Christ. And and that mind is that though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And this is what we're called 
to do. And this is how we're called to live. And it is backwards from the world. So in this passage, and you're looking at the first generation of the church, you're already seeing this tendency to consider love to be love like the world. And what Paul wants to do is he wants to say, no, love is a completely different foreign concept to the world. It's so different that God became man to show us the love of God and that it would be so different than what everyone was expecting because instead of showing his importance, he deferred his importance for our good. And so when you think about friendship and you think about the things you're aching for in a friend and then you think about the ways that you're just longing to have people love you, you're longing and we're built to be loved like this. This is how you were built to be loved because God built you for his love and his love is this complete. It's that sacrificial. And so when we go into relationships and everyone is coming to the table and they're thinking of themselves, everything breaks down and it should because it's not how it was designed to be. And Paul desperately wanted this for the Philippians. He wanted this for two reasons. One, he knew that they could never be healthy. They could never run hard together if they didn't love each other in this way. And two, he knew that the world would never see the love of God through them unless they got this right, that this had to be the way that they would love each other. And Paul says in verse two, he says, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind, one mind as Christendom, for us to be one mind, single-minded, single-minded for the glory of God and the good of people. That is what we are to exist for. That single-mindedness should overtake every part of our lives. And yet we know that hasn't been the case. That isn't the case largely. And what is the obstacle to that? I believe the enemy like is strategic and he brings different forms of attack. And the specific form of attack I see against our same mind is competition. That among our people, we are dividing and competing instead of cheering for each other and encouraging. This is where everything could shift in the way that the world sees how we love each other is if we would go from dividing and competing to celebrating and encouraging. And this is what Paul did. And it's not like he agreed with everything everyone else was doing. He was quick to call things out when they were wrong, but he was quick to also express the love of God for those people and to remember that he is not fighting flesh and blood. And Ephesians, when he talks really specifically about the enemy, he says this about the enemy. He says, hey, we don't war against flesh and blood. We war against cosmic forces and principalities. This is what we're warring against. And and it's so good to remember this. I remember once in our church, I was in a pretty big disagreement with someone else. And I felt misunderstood and she felt misunderstood. And we sat down to talk about it. And gosh, I'll tell you what, after that, I mean, it was poor conflict resolution because by the end of it, I was actually more mad than when I sat down. And I walked away and I just, I didn't even know how to resolve this conflict. I don't know if you've ever been in conflict like that, that even though you're trying, even though you're sitting down and going through the steps of resolution, it feels like I don't know how to resolve this. And I read Ephesians 6 and I realized, oh my gosh, this isn't about Heather. This is about one, my own issues. And two, there's an enemy trying to divide us. There's an enemy that is warring against us. And that's my enemy. And that's her enemy. It's not Heather. It's this enemy that is against both of us. It's it's an enemy to divide us, to distract us, to separate us from being most effective. You know, if every believer on earth was united and of one mind on mission together, that is 
unbelievably dangerous. We would see revival in every city and every country. There would be more kingdom work than we could possibly imagine. So of course, the most effective way for the enemy to stop the work of God on earth is to have us devour each other instead of celebrate each other and work together. And and this is why I care about this so much. It's It's not just for our own happiness. It's not just so that we can have friends and like know who to go to dinner with when we're feeling lonely. It's it's so that we can be effective for eternity. It's so that people will come to know Christ because of our love, that our love would speak so boldly and clearly of Jesus, that it would be contagious, that it would cause other people to want to follow God. I think of my daughter in middle school. She has an amazing group of friends. And recently they realized, you know what? We need to start inviting people to come with us places. And, and she was hesitant because she was like, mom, I mean, these girls don't love God. And I don't think they'd want to come with us. And I said, why don't you ask and try? And sure enough, they just pop right in. They're so excited. And now those girls are just a part of their group of friends. And they're going to small group with them. And it's just, I think people are craving friendship. And when friendship is done right, and when friendship is healthy and and not cutting down and not divisive, I think it's contagious and people are going to want to be part of it. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. And what Christ wants for us is our freedom. Again, calling us to think more highly of others than ourselves and calling us to fixate on him rather than this world. He's trying to set us free. His goal is our freedom. And his goal, you know, he built us. He built our brain, our body. He set us on this earth. He knows what makes us most fulfilled. And he knows that we are built to dwell on him and to dwell on others. And when we do that, we are most satisfied. It is just true. Now, our flesh will do everything in its power and the enemy will do everything in his power to make us lovers of ourselves rather than lovers of others. Here's my encouragement to you today. If you are exhausted by that and you're tired of noticing and looking side to side and seeing what everybody else is doing and feeling like you don't measure up, put your phone down. In fact, I would delete Instagram and I would delete Facebook. I would delete Twitter. I would delete Snapchat. Just put your phone in a place where you cannot touch it for a few days, where there is a chance for your soul to feel the pleasure and delight of God again, where there's a chance in space for you to retrain your mind. When we get tired of jealousy, what do you do? Don't look side to side for a little while. Okay, Jenny, here is a question from Rachel. Rachel asks, how do you know when to confront a friend when they're doing something wrong? Oh, that's a really hard one. But I believe that Christian friendship requires these hard conversations. And and I do believe that they are often avoided. I also believe you can too quickly try to convict someone. Like I, in fact, I notice this all the time with high schoolers when they find out that you're supposed to help your their friends remember that they're supposed to be following Jesus. They like all of a sudden call out everybody and don't have any friends soon. So I, I think you can overuse this, but I love Proverbs 27, six. It says wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. And I think we can be enemies to each other. If someone's following Christ and they want to be following Christ, I think we've got to be those that aren't afraid to bring the wound, that to say the hard thing to actually build into their lives, because who else is going to say it? I think we tend to think somebody else will, but oftentimes we are those friends that need to speak up and say the hard thing. And it can be in a loving way. If you largely have built a friendship around love and connectivity, you usually will have a lot of tokens you can cash in to say hard things, to make mistakes, to even do it too abrasively because you've shown someone over time that you love them. Do not 
you know, take a new friend to coffee and within, you know, your second or third time together, be calling them out. But if you have an extended relationship with somebody over months or years, I think that is our job. It's what we're called to do is to make each other better and to help each other follow Christ. So don't be afraid to do it. And I promise you, those friends for me are the people that I will not lose in my life, that I will fight for because it is so rare to find the friend that will say the hard thing. I named this podcast not after a book, but after a life theme, which I also wrote a book about. So if you don't have the book, go get it. It is called Made for This. It is a devotional that honestly sums up so much of my passion and heart for women and for all of our lives that we would spend them well. And so it's going to help you discover your gifts. It's going to help you understand God's purposes for your lives and his plans. Do not miss it. Made for this. Go to Amazon, wherever books are sold. It's sitting there on a shelf, 40 days to understanding your purpose. So let's figure this out together because we don't want to waste our lives. Thanks for listening to the Made for This podcast. We are so grateful for you guys. And thank you so much for every single review you've left on iTunes. Thanks for sharing it with your friends and online on social media. Because of you, the show made the top 100 of all genres on iTunes and number one on the religion charts. Guys, that's crazy. If you haven't yet, open your podcast app, click subscribe to get every episode the minute it releases, and leave a review. We're so grateful that you've come on this journey to better friendships with us. We will see you guys next week. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. <laughs>